Hey, hey, welcome in. Welcome in. Beantown Breakdown presented by Boston Sports Syndicate. Episode 8. The boys are back. Nick Alley, Andrew Parker with you. Uh, Andrew, I'm back in Milwaukee. I'm depressed. I'm hoping this can cheer me up today. Not going to lie. I'm holding down the uh, the Commonwealth without you. Uh, it's a weird feeling, but... Is it, though? Uh, Is it? Does it feel different? Does it feel kind a little of, bit actually. Different? I feel like we lost a soldier out there, so... Um... I don't know. It's a little different, but yeah, I'm missing much. It's just overcast and cold today. So it's sunny here, but freezing. So I don't know what I'd rather have. I mean, it's like colder than Massachusetts. Let me make that clear. You know what actually has been the most depressing part about this week? What's been the most depressing part about this week is, uh, well, obviously the Patriots lost. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously they got blown out, but I think the worst part about it is the mainstream Boston media, um, just absolutely, absolutely saying some outlandish things. I heard they've been terrible. I heard oh, it, it's been, been like, you know, though, like you, you know, growing up, you're living here, like your whole life, you know, that like there's certain, uh, personalities on Boston radio and tv that do not do not do not shout out felder like that are you kidding me oh i I would never (laughs) i I would never say that but um yes that absolutely will just say the most outlandish things and then obviously after a loss it just gets it multiplies by like 20 so horrible um we've been dealing with that this week i can only imagine i've heard some things i'll bring those up in a second but good news (laughs) um good news here for the podcast we're on itunes now Apple Podcasts. So I got to make that announcement early in the show. Just got on there. So now if you guys don't have Spotify, you can go listen to us over there. We're basically everywhere you get your podcast now. You can also- Anywhere possible. Literally. I mean, we're all over the web right now. It's crazy. We're popping off. Um, so make sure you go check us out there. Hit us with a follow on Apple Podcasts. Rate the podcast, comment, do whatever you must. Uh, we really appreciate it. But anyway, let's get back onto a depressing subject here, the New England Patriots. I've heard from people back home that a lot of guys on Boston Sports Radio have been saying, trade Mac Jones. Yeah, that was Is literally that, what I was going to go straight hearing? to. Yes, I, I tuned in. I don't know why. I don't know what I was doing, but I tuned in like probably Tuesday. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be this is going to be fun. I didn't listen Monday because I was like, I don't even wouldn't even bother tuning in on Monday right after the game. But yeah, first thing I hear is uh, should the Patriots trade Mac Jones? And I'm just like, what the heck is going on here? Like, I, dude, he's a rookie. Like he, I, 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 I mean, I'm just going to say the obvious stuff, but it's like, uh, I couldn't believe that. I couldn't believe well, I was hearing that. This is the thing. It's crazy too. Let's not forget. It, w- it was a terrible loss. Okay. Saturday was horrible. I it mean, there's nothing, yes. there nothing worse than watching the Patriots get pieced by 30 points and then waking up the next morning and hopping on a flight out of Boston. The airport, the, the vibes in the airport were just terrible. All right. Like if, if it was a Patriots win, I was expecting people to be celebrating all this and all that. Terrible. Awful. Okay. But we have to keep in mind here. I know it's tough to swallow that loss, but on the bright side, I think the Patriots did exceed expectations this year. You know, 100%. I mean, they did, they did do that. Um, a lot of people didn't know what this team was going to look like. You're coming off a season where Cam Newton was awful. He just looked terrible. I don't care. Like statistically, I don't know where he ranked really. Okay. But just watching it was awful. 
So you get a rookie QB this year, have a off-season spending spree, ton of new guys coming in. You didn't know what this team was going to look like, and I think they did just fine. I mean, they made the playoffs. Granted, it was wild-card weekend, but, you know, yeah, you're one it, of the it, Mac Jones era. I think it's tough. Like, uh, I think people just were more upset just because of who we lost to. Yeah. It's just because it's the Bills. Like, if we would have lost to the Bengals, like, would it have hurt as much? I don't know. No. Um, it just – I think they just didn't want to lose to the Bills again because um, I can't stand McDermott. So, no. uh, seeing seeing him have that satisfaction, oh, that was terrible. But, um, yeah, it's uh, – it's tough, right? But it's at the same time, it's like, did you really – at the beginning of the season, you have a rookie QB. You're coming off a year, like you said, with Cam, and the team was awful last year. Um, did you really expect, like, Mac Jones to be as good as he was and, I don't know, to even get 10 wins? Because our schedule – our schedule was kind of easy, on the easier side, which helped mm-hmm. us. But at the same time, it's like, it's a rookie QB. You never know, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. And I think what you got to take away from it is people were kind of going in that Buffalo game thinking the Patriots were going to win. Like a lot of people were like, okay, this could very well be an upset. Patriots have a chance in this one. I think that just tells you how good Mac Jones has been. You know, you're going on the road in Buffalo, crazy cold temperatures. It's your first career playoff game if you're Mac Jones and people still believe in you. I think that's something that you kind of have to look at, take the positives away from that. You know, ugly end of the season. The Pats didn't just get oh, obliterated. Terrible. I mean, the, yeah, I mean, they didn't just get obliterated. It was literally the perfect game by Buffalo, you know, seven. Drives, yeah, but seven at the same time, like uh, the final month of the season was awful, too. Like you lose awful. three of your last four and then you go into Buffalo and it's you get destroyed there. Like you would have if you wouldn't have had Jacksonville right there, like if you probably could have lost much straight. We would have made the playoffs, I guess. But um I don't know. I, I think uh, I think people may have like myself included overvalued uh, the Pats. I, I mean, the wins this year that they had weren't impressive. No, they beat Buffalo in the bad weather, and then they beat the Titans, who didn't have anybody. Um, those were their only two wins over playoff teams. So um, I don't know. I, we, I I just think that's the story of the 2021-22 Pats is like they beat up on the bad teams and then lost to all the good teams. Like they lost to the bucks, the Cowboys, uh, the dolphins twice, the, mm-hmm. you know, teams like that. And it's, you know, they, they whooped up on the jets and they whooped up on Jacksonville and Houston and like teams like that. And I don't know. I, I just think that's the story is just like, uh, they were pretty average. They beat the bad teams and lost to the good teams. A little bit of an early peak too. You know, they obviously went on that extremely, gorgeous run in the middle of the season and then tailored off towards the end of the year, as you'd mentioned. So, yeah, I mean, I think this, this team is in the right spot right now, at the very least. Matt Jones. Yeah. I mean, he's going to have a a bright future. You'd assume he's going to have a pretty decent career. There's one issue though. Um, I'm scared about this off season because they spent a lot of money in free agency last year mm-hmm. they don't have a lot of money this year they have like 20 million i think and they have to re-sign jc jackson and like a bunch of other guys so uh it's gonna be interesting um it's gonna they gotta bring back jc jackson they have yeah. to like 
the guy is literally probably a top five corner in the league right now. Um, and he's a free agent, so um, they don't have much money. No, I'm I'm a little worried, but I'm just gonna I'm gonna let let it all be right now because the postseason's still going. Don't know what coaches are coming back because I think the Pats have like four coaches right now that are being interviewed by other teams and GMs and all that. So I don't know. I just I'm just uh, I'm tapping out on the Pats right now and uh, wait until after the Super Bowl and uh, yeah. I think too, they need a solidified wide receiver one, in my opinion. You know, I, I've heard Calvin Ridley talks. Um, Which I would I saw, love, by the way. I would love that as well. Of course, I saw on Twitter last night um, the classic picture that Calvin Ridley was spotted in Logan Airport with a picture of Larry Fitzgerald at a uh, rental car check in desk, um, which of course is the most, anytime a free agent is associated with any Boston sports team, that picture gets thrown around on Twitter. That meme remains undefeated. It's one of the best. It has to be. Top three. Um, and it's not two or three. It's number one. Um, I've also heard Devontae Adams in the mix. But again, I don't think New England has the money for a guy like Devontae Adams, who is going to make a pretty big paycheck in free oh, agency, yeah. whether that's from Green Bay or elsewhere. I don't think it's going to be New England, though. Second thing, a lot of people, like I've heard murmurs. You know, I don't, I don't think this is as crazy as trading Mac Jones. Bill Belichick calling it a career because he was outcoached on Saturday, without a doubt. I know it's one yeah, game. It, you can't really determine his career by that. But is it time for Belichick to just call it a career? I mean, he's already—he already said he's coming back uh, yeah. for 2022, and he's been talking about how he's excited to work with Mac for year two and all this. But it is cause for concern because the defense completely disappeared. The defense the was terrible. Final month. It was horrible. Fi- the whole horrible. final month it was yeah, terrible. It was terrible. Um, and I think he's got to take some of that blame because um, I think if I read correctly that it was either him or his son Steve that was calling defensive plays for the you know, for this year. So it wasn't Gerard Mayo. Um, so I, I think, uh, there's some, there's definitely some, uh, some fault on his side to what happened on defense. So I, I think he needs to address that because you're never gonna, you're never going to be able to compete with Josh Allen. If you have a defense that, like you said earlier, they literally just had a perfect game against your defense. You couldn't make one stop at the entire game. You could have had – I'm even going to – like, I've, I saw this too. You could have had Brady, uh, 07 Brady, and that offense and still would have lost because yeah. of the defense literally not getting a single stop. It was like terrible. Entire it, was, it was the most frustrating thing I've ever seen in my life. And I have seen some frustrating things in my life. B- believe me, okay? Yeah, I've you're a Celtics some, guy. You always see this. Exactly. Stuff. I just mean life in general too, man. Like, just just awful, awful things. Like, not even major things anymore. Just, like, the type of things where it's, like, you're sitting in the Dunkin' drive-thru and the person in front of you is taking, like, 40 minutes. You need to be somewhere, you know? Just stuff like that. Like, the day-to-day things. Okay. That really frustrates me. It's not even anything major. It's just, like, those mixed in with the massive catastrophic events of life creates this, this storm. This just terrible storm, you know? Yeah, you gotta, you, gotta I, deal with it. you gotta deal with 
You do. Um, it, it's, uh, yeah, I, I don't even have anything else. Like that was, that was so hard. Like, did you like, did you want to turn that game off at halftime? Yes, I, obviously. I, I did too. I literally was sitting, I was sitting on my couch with my girlfriend and I said, I don't even think, I mean, there really was no reason to watch the second half. Like no. I know that like the Pats have come back 23, blah, 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 but it's different, different team. And, uh, I don't know. I, I literally was like, once it was 14, nothing, I, my heart kind of just was like, you know what? <laughs> we lost. It's only 14 <laughs> points, but like, there's no way this is happening. Like there's no way. I mean, I knew we were in trouble when I think it was like late in the third quarter or the fourth. And it was whatever to, we had 10, New England had 10 points, you know, and, uh, yeah. what you're down by like 20 at that point, if not more. And I, I knew it was bad when it's that late in the game and Nick Folk has 40% of your points. Like that's how I yeah. knew it was, it was the end. I was like, yeah, I, I could, kind of, you could kind of tell, I mean, the Mac Jones interception early was like, Oh, that guy just picked off like an insane, like that guy was, uh, I think it was Poyer. Um, Wasn't it Hyde? I mean, or Hyde, yeah, yeah the yeah, over-the-shoulder yeah. pick, like, yeah, in the yeah. end zone. Like, I'm like, ah, oh, whatever, right? Like, that – it was a – you know, it wasn't a bad shot to take right there. Um, and he just made a really good play. So, I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, we were still in it. It was only 7 nothing. Um, And so, I'm like, you know, I still had hope. But then after they scored that touchdown and then we went out and I think, uh, I think we turned the ball over, it's like, yeah, it's pretty much toast. Yeah. Pat season all over. Um, I don't even know what week we started recording in, but we got some pretty good coverage on the team this year. I'm sure more stuff will come out in the off season as we record more, but um, it's been fun covering the back half of the season, even though we didn't really get all that much positive uh, reinforcement from this team. But it's the past. It might have been the bad luck because I, I'm, I don't Probably. even remember when, when we first started recording, but I think it might have been like when we started losing. Was it the Colts week? I have no idea. I think it was before that. Know. Can you Yikes. hear these can you hear these trucks outside my window? Nope. No, sweet. Dude, it's so loud out here. Like you have no idea. I'm on like a main, obviously downtown Milwaukee, but like just a main street, and it's just so loud. Hey, I, I'm here in the uh, People's Republic of Cambridge, and I live in a construction site. So oh, that's horrific. all I hear is beep, 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 like yes. every every second of the day. So it's so like, dude, the thing that's weird, the thing I don't understand is they're building a new building here on Marquette's campus. For people that don't know, I, I go to Marquette. I don't know. I don't know if I've ever even mentioned that on on the on the show here, but they're building a new business building like across the street from my apartment and they did nothing on it all summer right zero or it appeared that they did nothing all summer as soon as school starts as soon as the weather gets bad these guys are out there like nine hours a day nine to 12 hours a day grinding away on this thing and it's like are you kidding me you this couldn't be a summer job, you know? I don't get it. You would think. You'd think it would. And then Jimmy John's, right across the street from me as well, was going through renovations. Again, no work during the summer. As soon as school opens up, they start the renovations, close down the Jimmy John's. That's where I get a lot of my dinner, man. 
Hey, I'm a big Jimmy John's guy, so a, I'm very I'm underrated. With you. Very underrated. Oh, yeah. Big Jimmy. There John's needs to be guys. more mass, by the way. I, There's uh, not a lot of mass. Not the a lot. Closest of mass. one to me is in Waltham, and it's like, what the hell's going on here? Oh, oh god, tired man. Uh, no, not a lot of mass. They still got D'Angelo's out there. Never had D'Angelo's. Man, that's that's the spot right there. D'Angelo's very underrated as well. I don't know how it is nowadays i probably haven't been to d'angelo's in like six or seven years if not 10 but that used to be the spot when i was a kid man massachusetts D'Angelo's a north shore spot i don't even know i i, I was hitting it i was kelly's. hitting i i was hitting kelly's roast beef oh yeah love kelly's no yeah i was i was hitting d'angelo's in central mass so okay I mean, yeah i was thinking of kelly's there. you're probably thinking of kelly's yeah Kelly's is uh, pretty fire, but it's only North Shore, I guess. But look at this. We got a little bit of culture talk in the middle of the episode. That's beautiful. A little bit of unexpected restaurant chain talk. Nothing like it. I don't mind it. Uh, I, I have noticed one thing about, um, about mass in general is compared to other spots in the United States, um, there are less and less chains around than like any other city you go to. Like you go to like Houston, Dallas, St. Louis, like Chicago, like any of those, like even in the suburbs, there is like a ton of chain restaurants, like fast food places here. It's Mm -hmm. like more, I we've noticed it's like more local, like less, like, you know, like less Jimmy John's less like, you know, those type of places and more like local spots, which isn't a bad thing at all. Yeah. I'm quality, not quantity, baby. That's the mass way. I agree. It's just, uh, it's weird because we were like, I I remember uh, thinking, I was like, Oh, we'd love to just get some Jimmy John's. Like that'd be great. Mm -hmm. And I looked, I'm like, wow, there isn't a Jimmy John's within like 25 minutes. And I live in Cambridge. There's a lot of like stuff around. So I was like, that's crazy. Like, normally the closest Jimmy John's in Missouri is like five minutes away. It's literally absurd. Like, yeah, you don't really get that chain stuff. Like, nowhere in Mass, at least out by me, like in in the Worcester area. Like, I'm in a suburb of Worcester, obviously, but, like, it doesn't really deliver because, like, the places aren't really, like, fast food or anything. You know, you got to get, like, DoorDash or whatever, and that costs a fortune out there because – whatever but uh you know city living has its pros has its cons as as i'm sure you know um, yeah and it is what it is man but aside from food uh celtics had won five of their last six looking a little bit better uh and then last night they drop a game to the hornets hornets a very good offensive team but not a good defensive team in the slightest they give up a lot of points but Boston could only muster 102 points against the Charlotte team. Obviously, it was a return game for Gordon Hayward and Terry Rozier. Uh, Rozier dropped 28. Gordon Hayward had five. So one of those guys had a great revenge game. The other did not. Uh, Dennis Schroeder, 24 points for Boston. Jalen Brown with 21. Tatum, 12 on five of 19 shooting. Again, this is a recurring issue that you and I have brought up before. Tatum just not knowing when he's cold, not knowing when to stop. And it hurt the Celtics last night. They only scored 102 points, uh, as I had said. But interesting as a trade deadline gets closer and closer. Celtics also made a move to get Bowl Bowl and P.J. Dozier, um, which is... I don't think going to be a long-term move. I think these are two guys that probably aren't going to 
have their numbers retired in Boston. Uh, probably two guys that are going to be on the move relatively shortly. Um, but as a trade, oh God, I can't speak. Uh, as a trade deadline approaches, Andrew, um, how big do you think Brad Stevens is going to go with this team in terms of selling guys? I mean, because I, I think Boston's going to be sellers at the deadline, um, and they've made it. Pretty they they got to make moves. So. They have to. They made it pretty clear too that Tatum Brown and Robert Williams are kind of the only guys they're trying to protect. Which I love that, by the way. Yeah, I I did see that, and I said honestly, that would probably. I used to be like emotionally attached to Marcus Smart. I I used to like be one of the biggest Marcus Smart like mm-hmm. fans around, and I knew a lot of people wanted him traded over the past couple of years. They're like, we got trade Smart, got trade Smart, got trade Smart. I was like very attached to Marcus Smart, but that's kind of dwindled away a little bit. I've kind of uh, leaned towards Robert Williams now as my guy, mm-hmm. but um, which Robert Williams, I think, will like you said, he's one of the three that they're trying not to get rid of. And I think that deal for him, like that's a very good deal um, that he's on for the seas anyway. So um, I, uh, I've, I've kind of transitioned to Robert Williams and I obviously agree with not ever trading Brown or Tatum. So kind of a, um, kind of a quick jump. No, by you, what do you mean, Going just like kind of leaving Marcus like that, going to Rob. Yeah, I like Marcus does your, Smart does, a hey, lot. Does your girlfriend know about these tendencies? I mean, she doesn't. But you gotta um, keep that on the down low. I've always had a thing though for Rob Williams. Like, <laughs> I watched him in high getting, school, it's man. Getting weird now, man. So it's, it's like weird, uh, seeing him in person in college. Like, and then once they draft him, I think it just kind of was like, hey, I, I've. Uh, I literally told you this before. I, I saw Rob Williams swat a ball at Mizzou's Texas A&M into like the seventh row of the student section, like with force. Like that was seeing it in person. You're like, wow. So, so like, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. You're in downtown Boston with your girlfriend, right? You walk I by. Don't, no, I don't want to know what this is. No, listen, you walk by a pickup game. Okay. And you know, there's a girl on the other team. There's a girl on one of the teams, okay? Oh, God. See another see another player going up for a layup? This girl swats a ball with force, okay? Are you leaving your girlfriend right there, right then, for this girl who just swatted a ball with force? Depends. Okay. <laughs> okay. As long as, <laughs> as long as it's not like Brittany Griner, I'm okay. All right, I fair. just. I can't, I can't be with somebody that's taller than me. That's like, that's like a big, uh, no can do. How, how Brittany, tall are you? Like, you're like what? Six, one, six, two, six, one. Yes. That six, is one. accurate. So we'll say she's, we'll say she's five, nine. I can't have this conversation right now. <laughs> this is probably going to be the social media clip too. I can't have it. <laughs> she's going to see this on TikTok. Be flabbergasted. We got to move on. So <laughs> yeah. um, I will say, though, that my I my least favorite player in the NBA, I think over I, as far as I can remember, my the player I hate the most and I'm mm-hmm. using hate. I, I don't really like saying hate, but the player I hate the most in the NBA was playing last night in the Celtics Hornets game. And. I can't stand him. Hold on, let me get. Is it, are you not a Lamelo guy? Is that what I'm hearing? Oh, it's not Lamelo. I like Lamelo. I think he's fun to watch. Were you a, a Plumley? <laughs> what? 
a big such like a head. random guy to like not like like he had a plum league there's like three of them in the league i think so man i'm trying to think who could you who could you hate here is it rosier no i i love scary terry okay all right good good um is he, he gotta be on charlotte right no oh, yeah yeah okay Okay, let me let me let me look at the box score again. It, it's not that hard. It, he he played like meaningful minutes last night. Uh, like he, I think I know. Is it Ubre? Dude, I cannot you stand Kelly Ubre. I cannot stand Kelly Ubre. By the way, this whole like slim shady thing he had going on last night. What is he is he like it's either like he's going for like eight mile gone wrong or he's like i'm gonna i want my hair to look like dennis rodman as much as possible dude i listen man i'm a big kelly Oubre guy i'm not kidding ow how did you're telling me when the celtics and the wizards were like going toe to toe and kelly Oubre was on that team just being a punk you he, like he pushed olenic I, yeah how can you push the clinic oh, like uh, that i have a great story about that I was at the game after that game, uh, or I, I don't know if that was game one on the road or game two on the road. I was at the next home game following that game. And uh, I went with a couple of my friends. If they're listening right now, shout out to them. Uh, Brian Solis, B Souls on YouTube, makes great content. Go check that out. And Sean Langren. Sean, if you're listening, how's it going, man? We got to hit another game soon, as well as you, B Souls. So we had pretty good seats. Did we have good seats? No, I think we were in the nosebleeds. But before the game, wait, no, we might have had good seats. I think we were in the loge. I think, we, yeah, we had loge seats for this oh, game. Oh, yeah, in the loge. I forget. We were in the balcony for Celtics-Cavs Eastern Conference Finals game one. But for this game, we had good seats. So before the game, while there were warm-ups, we went down like as close as you could go to the court. And I had made a sign, okay? <laughs> That said, Kelly Oubre eats cereal with no milk, all right? And I was holding it up, and Celtics were doing their layup lines, and Olenek was in the layup line. And I was like, guys, we got to get Kelly Olenek to see this sign. So we are screaming Kelly Olenek's name. And he notices us, which probably wasn't too hard because we were only three guys. We were the only three guys screaming Kelly Olenek's name, you know? And he looks at the sign, and you see him, like, he pauses, right? And we see him reading it, and then he laughed. And it was the funniest thing. Ever. Like, we don't have it on video. I wish we had it on video because we, like, didn't expect it. We didn't expect him to notice us. But it was amazing. And that, and that is the bond I have with Kelly Olenek. But, no, I, aside from that whole scenario, I have grown to respect Kelly Oubre. Because makes the most of his minutes. I think he, honestly, I think he'd be, like, a great piece to have on the Celtics because like he provides valuable bench play uh, he's a good player man he is a very good player I mean we, we already kind of have a Kelly Oubre and Marcus Smart like they kind of play this no game, right? no 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 I think Oubre's scoring is much more efficient than Smart you know I, I'd I'll give you that as a scorer I'd rather have Oubre than Smart defender Smart any day I just don't I don't I really don't like the guy. I didn't like him when he was on Washington. He was always that guy that just pushed your buttons, which I guess is like every team would love to have. But like Marcus Smart plays kind of on the edge sometimes. Like, hey, he's pushing the buttons. Like, 
but man, like Kelly Oubre, like I, I just, I can't stand him. And maybe it was, maybe it did start with the whole, the clinic thing, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I, I saw him last night and I completely forgot about him because I haven't seen him play in forever. Can't forget about Oubre, man. Can't and forget about I, Oubre. I did, I watched him play last night and I'm like, okay, first of all, Eminem's out there playing basketball. That's kind of cool. And then second of all, I was like, oh, that's Kelly Oubre. He's literally trying to just be like Dennis Rodman now. The thing, too, like, listen, I, I know Oubre is, is like that. That's his style of play. You do not know how many, like, when I was in high school, like, I'd be watching a C's game or something, or, you know, we'd be talking about sports at the table. And, like, you know, girls would overhear us or whatever, or they'd be sitting at the table with us. And, like, the only player they knew was Kelly Oubre. Really? On a, t- on a team other than the Celtics because Kelly Oubre is, like, the most gorgeous man in the NBA. Okay. I'm telling you, man. Like, all right. From all the information I've put together, okay, the top three names that have come up are, like, Oubre, a, a lot of girls I know love Tatum. I mean, that's a big one. And then Alex Caruso sitting at number three. Most, attra- most attractive man in the league is Alex Caruso. No doubt. So you're just forgetting like the man rocking himself, Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic, dude, he is like four. He got bigger. He got fatter, man. He's Luka. still a stud. Absolute stud. And he's not also, as bad. Like Zion how, is in terrible shape right now. How many? How many girls out there are like just freaking out over Giannis too? Like, I oh feel yeah, like, man. I feel like a lot of girls like Giannis. Giannis is like. Giannis is like, I would imagine what girls see is like husband material, you know? I would say that would probably be like Steph Curry. I feel like that Steph? is like, yeah. Or like Steph is like the, yeah, I see girls freaking out over Clay Thompson. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I just, well, Gian, Giannis is wholesome too, you know? He's like a wholesome dude. I do like Giannis. I, I just, I, yeah, I don't know, man. I guess a person I like him, but I, I, it, it's hard to see him play. I can't he, believe you actually just called Luca fat. He's not fat, dude. He's just husky. You can't tell me Luca Doncic isn't husky. I'm not saying it's it's a bad thing. I mean, the, the so dude you're saying is, he 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 used to be pretty pretty small. Yeah, I think he's definitely gotten huskier. You're telling me Luca's only 22 years old? Yeah, dude. He's almost 23, isn't he? Yeah, his birthday's next month, but wow. Yeah, Lucas Husky. Everyone, like, has no problem being like, yo, Zion Williamson looks terrible. He's huge now. Like, no one has any issue saying that. But, like, no one's talked, like, Luca looks huskier. Like, I was watching the match. I think it's because Luca's still, Luca's actually playing right now, and he's averaging 25 a game. Like, Zion is not playing right now. And, I remember I was literally listening to the ESPN broadcast yesterday and I think they were talking about him and they were kind of like, they're like, uh, what's Zion up to or something. And uh, I forgot like Doris Burke or something. It was like so random because they were talking Mm -hmm. about the Celtics last game um, against the Pelicans. Yeah. Against the Pelicans. And they were like, Oh, the Celtics coming off a win against the Pelicans. Obviously no Zion was playing or something. And, and Doris Burke was like, yeah, like, 
what's Zion up to these days? And I forgot the, who the other guy was on there, but I, I thought somebody was just like, you know, he's who, who knows? He's just looking big, like behind the bench every game or something. I'm like, geez, like, but he's like in Portland or something like trying to lose weight. Yeah. I don't even know, but maybe. And then I heard it, I think on the Pel on the, when we played the Pelicans, they were like, yeah, he's up in Portland, like trying to lose weight and like recovering from surgery and all this. And I'm just like, geez, like people are throwing this guy like through the mud. It's ruthless. It is ruthless. That's why I don't think you see anything about Luca because he's like, you know, he's playing every night. He's uh, averaging 25. Like, I don't know. It is. Uh, I think if Zion was like playing and like playing well, I don't think anybody would say anything. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. Anyway, interesting to see what the Celtics do as the deadline approaches. Um, maybe Ubre to Boston. Who knows? I don't think so. I, I would literally I'm sure you love want, that. No, that trade trade anybody you want and trade for anybody you want. Like I'll take a starting five with Bull Bull and uh, whoever. I don't even care who else. But it's not gonna be. It's not gonna be Ubre. Man, the ladies love Ubre. They do. They do. You can't deny it. It is what it is. Um, your Bruins, Andrew. Uh, tough loss the other night against Carolina. Kind of a blowout, to say the least. Um, I, I was gonna ask you if you saw the chirp fest between uh, the Carolina Hurricanes and Brad Marchand. I did not see it. I uh, it was honestly it was kind of funny so brad marchand actually posted on instagram a picture which he deleted like an hour later but um he, there is a there's a guy in the canes vincent trochak who's having like a pretty decent year he's like second line center or whatever mm -hmm. um and somebody somebody in the canes media asked him on um the night before the game against uh, the Bruins Canes game. And they asked him, they're like, wow, you're, you're, uh, you're, you're playing a lot better this year. I would say some people are resembling your play like Brad Marchand. And he's like, did you just call me a rat is was his reply. It's because people call Marchand a rat. Mm -hmm. So this, so Marchand posts a picture on Instagram of this is like his caption was, this is like comparing a Lamborghini to a Prius or a Prius to a Lamborghini. And they, he posted literally the stats for Marshan Trocek and Marshan has like 500, 600 more points than Trocek. Um, so he's pretty much calling Trocek a Prius and mm -hmm. uh, Brad's a Lambo. So that happened. He deleted it. Uh, but obviously it kind of circled around the hockey oh, yeah. world a little bit on Twitter. And then um, the game happened. We got absolutely slaughtered. And then the Hurricanes Twitter account is literally going nuts. And they still are. They're, they're going absolutely crazy on Boston, like just the whole city. Um, it's always, it always comes back to the city, you know? Yeah. So they, they are still going nuts. And it's like. You, look, you look frazzled. I've never seen you look this like frazzled. Because it's like. Uh, like, look, so they just tweeted 16 minutes ago, right? Our Twitter bio. And so Marshan, so they, they posted the final score mm -hmm. against the Bruins. And then they put L stands for Lamborghini making fun of Marshan. Mm -hmm. And then he put um, the Carolina Hurricanes are responsible for 20% escrow in the contract. It was their, re their fault. So the players kind of like weren't too happy with them. 
Um, and so he tweeted at them uh, when the final score was, and they literally have it in their Twitter bio right now. So I don't so there's know. There's a lot of beef going on. A lot of substance yeah. there. And then I don't know if you saw also the picture that they freaking posted as well um, after the game, but it says rough few days in Beantown. It's still up. They uh, tweeted it on the 18th and they posted a final score of the Canes Bruins. Then they posted the final score of the Bills Pats. And then they posted the memes of Ben Affleck smoking a cigarette. And then when he's got all the Duncan in his hand and I'm just like, dude, you gotta be like, I will say I, I that know. is that is my I don't know if you can see that. That is my Jesus. God. Yeah. My phone background. You can't really see it on the video. They, here. they posted that. They that's one of the pictures they posted. So it's a great picture, <laughs> to be honest. And it kind of I, I don't awesome. I don't understand like where Carolina has all this like rage towards Boston, but I, has Carolina even ever like been relevant in any sports? Like I, I can't remember no. the last time the Panthers, the Panthers made it to the Super Bowl, I guess, with Cam, but they got slaughtered. Yep. Um I don't the Hurricanes haven't won, like they won the cup in like 05, but it's like we've won the cup more pre more recently than they have. And then what, I don't 2011, know. 2011, so. right? Yeah, and they won yeah. in 05. So it's like so they can't really say anything there. The Patriots obviously won way more than the Panthers. And then I don't know the Hornets when have the Horn when have the Hornets won? Hey, I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. I just don't understand. I, I don't get it. Like it's it's weird to me that you know we lost one regular season game and they are like attacking. And hey, it's gonna be all right, man. It's gonna be throwing fine. the Bills into this too. It's like, yeah, we lost to the Bills. That has nothing to do with Carolina. I don't know. I hey, was triggered, I guess. Hey, hey, it's gonna be all right, man. I was a little triggered. It's it's okay. It happens, you know. You gotta pick yourself up, move on. All right. I was a little triggered about it. No, you're gonna be good. You're gonna be good. How you feeling about this team, though? I mean, because they were playing well before that loss, and they were looking really, really good, to be honest. Um, yeah. I mean, they were. They've been like uh, they were the hottest team in hockey uh, before that loss. So, um, you can't really be too mad at it because. Well, um, I, it seems like you were. But I was mad at Carolina, not mad at the loss. Carolina's a good loss. team too. Yeah, it was a bad loss, but they're they're uh, they're gonna probably go on a deep run. Carolina is in the playoffs, so I, I'm not as mad about the loss. Just about like them trying to throw shade, but yeah, I think uh, I think they're gonna be okay. I think uh, the people freaking out about Tuca just because he had a bad game. I don't know. It'll it'll get better. So. I have high hopes. Um, I don't know. I was just triggered from Carolina, but yes. <laughs> high hopes from Andrew Parker. Always good to see him being optimistic. Uh, we're going to go to the final segment of our show, which is a fun one today. We got a guest coming on. Uh, my roommate from Illinois. We'll introduce him in just a second. Stand by for a couple seconds. We'll give you a little cool sound, uh, little sound intro into this new segment, and we'll catch you very soon. All right, welcome to our segment. We got Tom, the big cheese Margaret joining us. Tom, tell, tell the viewers a little bit about where you're from. Uh, we're from Illinois. We're about an hour south of Chicago. 
we're uh apparently the way we talk is a bit different from you massachusetts folk so uh let's see what we a got a little here. bit can we i gotta... ask why his nickname is the big cheese why uh, yeah go behind let, let, let's hear the story listen the, the big cheese does not describe how we got his nickname unless you are a cheese let which is you know nick's a cheese let uh, we had a friend Mira that's a cheese lip. You got to be in the circle to understand the the nickname. So uh, you know, maybe right. one day we'll guess get we had to be there. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'm, I'm not even sure how it came about. Yeah, honestly, I mean, I don't know either. It just kind of stuck. The big cheese. We got 12 words for you that have to do with Massachusetts, either Massachusetts slang or Massachusetts features, I suppose. Mm. Um, things that are commonly said in the state. We're going to see if you nail these. Hopefully you do. You, you'll probably get some of them just because you know, living with me for four years. Um, but let's go. All right. First one for you is pocketbook. What is a pocketbook? What did you say? Pocketbook? A pocketbook. P-O-C-K-A book. That's not a word. Oh, it's a word. It sounds like you're saying pocketbook, which is like <laughs> a checkbook. So is checkbook your final answer? Pocketbook? That sounds like a cockadoodle. Isn't that like a dog, though? <laughs> that sounds like oh. a dog breed. We'll, I'll give him that. <laughs> Pocket, Pocket. I don't know. I Pocketbook? P-O-C-K-A book. Yes. I'm going with checkbook. Checkbook is close. It is another word for a woman's purse. Oh, okay. That's pretty, yeah, he was that's pretty, pretty He's pretty close on that. All right, we'll go number two. This one's a pretty easy one. A packy. A packy? Use it the yes. other day. Oh, yeah. A, a liquor store, right? Yep. Super easy. Like, there Very you nice. go. I yeah. like it. I got beef with that, though, Nick, because you said that the other day, and we've never once referred to a liquor store as a packy in Illinois. I mean, it's, it's the ways of the world, guys. It up over there. Nick, I'm, I want to take the third one so you can take the fourth because I don't like the fourth. And you're okay. taking the fifth. Because it's not, it's not my thing. Okay, fair, fair. All right. All right. Third one. What is a bureau? A bureau, like the, like the Federal Bureau Investigation? <laughs> you know, I, I, I was, I'm in the same boat as you. So I, what would you think a bureau is? Like, 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 a, like a corporation or something? Is that your final answer? Final answer, yeah. It's a freaking dresser. No, it's not. See that thing behind you? It's that is a bureau. That's a bureau apparently. behind you. I, you know what? That's I'm with you because I've never heard that before until like a couple weeks ago, and somebody said, "Oh yeah, I'm going to IKEA to go get a bureau." So, I, the hell is that? It is what? a dresser. I had zero idea. I think you guys are just making stuff up. <laughs> and just no, like, I thought he was making it up too, because I'm like, you realize the FBI is like the Federal Bureau of Investigation, and he's like, yeah, but. I had to go buy a bureau. It's like, I don't even understand. <laughs> no. It made zero sense to yes. me. These are all very yeah. real things, folks. All right. No, These are all not. very real things. Uh, the next one, we'll give you two clues here. Bang a UE slash make a UE. That's a U term. All right. Perfect. That's That was the easiest one on here. Is that a mass term? I try to tell them. That's a, a worldwide term. term. I guess it is it's a... worldwide. I just <laughs> know it's said commonly in mass. It's on the list, though. It's, it's commonly everywhere. <laughs> I agree. We'll keep it on. I mean, it's softball. It's a softball there. Right? Bureau's a tough okay, one. Right. We match it with you. guys have to, yeah. All right, that's fine. You want me to take this one too, Parker, huh? Yes, because it's going right. to be another, like, duh. All right, what is market basket? Market basket? Mm -hmm. 
like a, I don't know, like a thing where you go to the grocery store, you get a basket maybe, and you put it in there. Something like that. I mean, it's very close. Right, that's my final guess. Okay. I've actually never heard that one. It's actually just a grocery store. So you had a grocery store in there. A market basket is a grocery store. <laughs> By the way, there is a market basket in the state of Illinois. I know this. Uh, in my girlfriend's hometown, there is literally a market basket in Illinois. Wait, wait. Is the name of a grocery store? Yeah, yes. It's a chain, yes. Oh, okay. Well, that's, all right. That's different. All right. <laughs> I got one for you. Um, I'm nervous. Nips. Yeah, you got to be very careful with this one. It's definitely not what you think it is. <laughs> Nips. Nips. <laughs> Nips. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> okay. It's not what I think it is. So it's not. Yeah, it's not the actual <laughs> thing, but. Uh, I don't know. We got cheese nips in Illinois. That's like a cheese it. <laughs> cheese uh, nips are good. <laughs> I do love those nips. Uh, nips, like maybe if it's really cold outside, you're like, hey, guy, it's it's nips out here. I'm going to say cold. Nips is cold. All right. That's final answer. <laughs> final answer. <laughs> I guess. Do you call them? It's literally like a little thing of alcohol, like a shooter. What do you call, call those? They- I call that a shooter. I call it a shooter too. Don't worry. Yeah. Like, people here call them nips, and I'm like, that is sus. Man, so it's a shooter. It's 100% a shooter. I'm with you on that one. Jesus. Hey, guys, it's really cold outside. It's nips. Okay. Uh, you talk to your grandma? Yeah, she said it's nips outside, kid. That makes more sense to me, I think. I can see you know, that. That's fair. It's a we shooter. Need, so. We need to get that slang going. Um, all right. Next one is the pike. What is the pike referring to? The pike or a pike? The pike. The pike. Hmm. That changes things. The pike. What's the a pike normal is... pike for you? Uh, you, want me, you want me to answer that truthfully? Because I'm a big Star Wars nerd. And there's a, there's a group of people called the pikes in Star Wars. That's, that's what I first thought of. <laughs> that's my inner <laughs> nerd. It's, it's definitely not that, Maz. I can, I can tell you uh, that. Yeah, that's... Uh, see the pike like a highway or something maybe Ooh, we gotta give them that i'll give yeah. them that all day we're giving you that it refers yeah. to that it refers to the mass pike which is a highway so it's literally right. a highway that runs straight through downtown pretty much so take we'll it, give it. Win. all uh, right this one, two, three, this one this one should be pretty easy number eight a, cl- yeah. a clicker oh it's a remote oh yeah easy yeah. money again another easy one here rotary like short for Rhode Island or something? Uh, Not. A rotary. That sounds really familiar, but I don't think I could. A rotary. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I got nothing for this one. A rodeo that's on the move. I don't know. It is a, well, what you guys refer to as a roundabout. Roundabout. You guys call it a rotary. A rotary. Yeah, they're everywhere here too, by the way. Like there is rotaries every like 10 seconds in Cambridge. So that sounds terrible. I've had maybe three roundabouts in my entire life. Yeah, my girlfriend said the same thing. She grew up in Illinois, went to college in Peoria. She was like, I've never driven through this many in my entire life. Wild stuff. All right. Southie. 
Southie? Yes, Southie. South, I-E, right? Correct. Someone from the south of Mass? South of Boston. Ooh, okay, okay. Very nice, it, very nice. So, yeah, it, it, it refers to somebody or it's even like a, an area. Like, you can call somebody like uh, – you can call somebody a Southie kid, or you can literally call it an area. It's an area too, Southie in Boston. But you're right, South Boston. I'm giving him giving him a half point on that. That one. I am too. That was that was pretty good. That's pretty good, right? Yeah. Next one I think is also relatively Uni- universal. It's universal. A townie. Oh, hey, I'm one of those people. That don't leave their freaking hometown. They just go to the bars and they just stay there all day long. It's a lot of fun. There we go. So yeah, yeah, that one. All right, this one may or may not get. It's the tea, like the like the Boston Tea Party. It's just like, the tea, the tea, the tea. I mean, I guess it gossip is what I think of. What's oh, the like tea? Sip in the tea. This one is. This might help them. This one is just the and then capital the letter T. T. Not T E A. A capital letter T. Just the T. Oh, the T, the train. We're giving points to that. It's just yeah. like the L in Chicago. It's the T here. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Let's yeah. tally up the scores I figured, here. I figured he knew what the L was. Yeah. Yeah, he trained. I'm yeah. surprised I knew what the L was, to be honest. But Yeah, right. <laughs> Look at this. Six and a half out of 12. What? Wow. I thought I was way higher than that. <laughs> Who's keeping score? I don't know. You you were pretty – you didn't know what – yeah, you, you it was about six and a half. Rotary stumped me, but I want to know exactly which ones I did not get points for. That is BS. Pocketbook well, was a no. A bureau. A bureau. You didn't know market basket. Market basket. Fair. You struggle with nips. It's big struggle with the nips. I've always struggled with nips. It's just not my thing. I don't know. Dear God, that one that one's getting us right off of Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Rotary as well. Yeah, that one was tough. Then we give you a half point for Southie. All right. Well, oh, I, I would have gave him that, but six and a half to seven out of twelve, which is pretty good. All things considered, that's that's not bad. All right, far. So, did got six and a half out of twelve. Our, we're gonna have you on either next week or the week after. We're gonna give you a bunch of. We're gonna show you map and we're gonna show you the towns. So you're gonna have to pronounce them. If you pronounce them, you get a point, right? So that's that's our next segment. Oh God, that's gonna be. I mean, that's drink for that that's, that's that's a good one right there. You're not gonna have to drink for that segment because then we will get closed <laughs> down easily. This is a family friendly show. I'm gonna sound stupid after I do that one. Oh boy, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. I'll coach you through them. I still, still, Nick, I still can't even pronounce your town. I've known you for four years. <laughs> you know, it, well, that one will be on the quiz, so just study up, you know? Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. That's what all it's right, all about. Study. But the Big Cheese making his debut on Beantown Breakdown. Thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. I sounded idiotic at times, but it was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Great to have you on. We'll see you next week, and we'll go back to the show now just to wrap things up. And thanks for tuning into this segment with the big cheese. And we're back. He did a decent job. You know, pretty proud of that. But um, hope you enjoyed the new segment. Hope you enjoyed the new segment. Uh, it was a fun one. 
we'll probably have him on again and he's going to be a little recurring guest. So um, we'll see him in the future, but Andrew closing thoughts. Do you have anything? We always got to end the show on your strong points here. Yeah. Um, long, dark, cold, depressing off season for the Patriots. Um, I, I, that wasn't positive at all, but wasn't, but oh. that's, that's just the world we live in. Um, <laughs> the Celtics are still mediocre. Mm-hmm. That's the world we live in. That is the Bruins are like slightly above mediocre, whatever. Baseball still in a lockout, <laughs> really depressing. And um, we're never doing closing thoughts with you ever again. Yeah. No, put this everyone one, was, into this a... one wasn't good because um, I'm just, I'm just ready for the baseball lockout. Then Th- yeah. these can be my closing, my real closing thoughts. I- I'm ready for the, the lockout. Then I, I think uh, the world is a better place when there's news from like all four major sports, like going on, like free agency, and the MLB didn't even get a chance to really like take off because of the lockout. And it's really upsetting because yeah. we all need like more sports. Like there's never a thing as too much sports. Never. And uh, we, we all love the Red Sox last year, dude. They like, they, they went off. So I'm just ready for lockout Dan. And I think uh, we're getting closer to it. I think uh, pitchers and catchers are supposed to report in like two or three weeks. So it's yeah, February. Uh, so we're getting close. So they need to figure it out because I'm ready for some baseball. And that's, that's my closing thoughts. I am too. I'm right there with you. Warm weather, baseball, it's the best time of the year. Like when you crack those when windows you open. Think, yes. And when you think of outside, like I think of Fenway. Like I think of yeah. like a, a summer night at Fenway and it just brings me happiness. So I'm ready <sighs> for it. I need it, man. Because I, I just know like opening day, you know, you crack those, as I said, you crack those windows open, you got the sun coming in, feels a little bit warm. You like baseball's back. They usually have games going on throughout the day on oh, opening yeah. day. So you get like that 1 p.m. game. You got that going on. It's like some irrelevant game. It's like Pirates Reds, but you're just happy to be watching it. Happy to watch it because it's finally there. And exactly. uh, I'm ready for the Patriots Day Red Sox game. I think it's going to yes. be, by the way, I think that uh, is going to be, absolutely insane because mm-hmm. we didn't have it last year obviously um and the year before i don't think we had it i think it's been two years since we've had really well we didn't have a marathon on either monday uh, i know yeah past it's, two years. It, it's crazy to me how long that's been kind of affected now yeah so this so. is going to be the first year since 2019 that the marathon is actually going to be on patriots day again because marathon obviously was in october last year mm-hmm. so um, it's going to be like a really cool day for Boston. So I, I'm sure we'll talk about it once it gets closer. Cause that's oh, no going to be a huge day. Best day of the year. Honestly, I, I agree. I love it. Um, but yeah, that wraps it up. Episode eight, another one in the books. This has been a great episode. And the first one, well, we have all our episodes on Apple podcasts, but the first one where we have recorded and we'll be going directly on Apple podcasts. Everything else is kind of archived on there. All the past episodes all went through Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, but we're on Apple now. So as I said at the start of the episode, make sure to go hit us with a follow on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. We got it all now. We have it all. Everything is right down below on this beautiful border that I had to update once we got approved by Apple Podcasts, but it's updated now. Andrew's pointing to it perfectly. Go follow all those socials. Stay up to date with everything. We got exclusive content on TikTok and Instagram. 
that you don't see on the show. Great Boston sports edits. They're beautiful. They're gorgeous. They make you feel sentimental. So make sure you go check out that exclusive content. We always post clips of every episode on our socials so you can get little sneak peeks. If you don't want to listen to the whole episode, you get the sneak peeks. So make sure to go follow us there. But thank you so much for joining us on this journey. I think we're going to go above an hour again today. So (laughs) the episodes are getting longer. We got more to talk about, more ideas coming out in terms of segments that we're doing, like we tried today with Tom, the big cheese mogery. So make sure you guys stay tuned for episode nine. Uh, We'll have that released in the coming week. So thank you so much once again for joining us. And as always, see you guys next time.